Welcome to the Seeing Beauty Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Lori Marie. Seeing Beauty Sessions is about stories of how women have turned their pain into purpose. Welcome everyone to Seeing Beauty Sessions. Today I'm here with the beautiful Miss Alana and the beautiful Miss Jillian. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Thank Hi. you for having us. Hi. <laughs> yes, we are so excited. So I just want to start off by letting you each take a turn, let us know a little bit about you, who you are, so people at home listening or watching know who's who and what's what, and then we'll kind of dive in. Cool. Do you want me to go first, honey? <laughs> you started talking already, yeah. <laughs> um, who am I? Yes, Jillian. My name's Jillian. I am an intuitive healer and soul coach, and I love working and supporting women. Alan and I are have a cool mission that we're doing together, um, and it's just been a lot of fun through the journey, which I'm sure we're going to get into today of empowering myself and then being able to take the different things that I've learned and um, things that I've been through to, to other women to be able to connect with them and, and lift them up. That's, it's been an awesome journey. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So mine's going to sound pretty similar since we <laughs> Since we work together, we have a you know a pretty shared vision and an aligned path at this point. Um, my name's Alana Louise. I'm also an intuitive healer and soul coach, and the co-creator with Jillian of our women or feminine empowerment movement um, called the Fempowered Collective. Yes. So we basically like create spaces for women to reconnect to their intuition and then. Um, align with their soul purpose or their or their own mission and bring that to the world so that's what we're super passionate about is like reigniting that in other women that they feel confident in what their gifts are and are then able to you know go out and be leaders and teachers and healers and shine their light in this world that that really needs it right now so um I'm also a single mother of two little kids, and I live in Canada near the Rocky Mountains. Lucky girl. <laughs> Yours was way more detailed. Thanks, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you got <laughs> us all the good stuff. Yeah. We're used to, like, interviewing other people and reading their bios, so it's for I had time to like think on it while you were doing yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, I'm good now. That sounded yeah. great, right? Yeah. <laughs> what she just, said. Just pretty much ditto, except she doesn't live in Canada. <laughs> no, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, so we're kind of covering all of North America with the three of us right now. <laughs> just <laughs> taking over. How did the two of you find each other and how did you come together and create um, the Fempowered Collective? 
It's such a good love story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll start it off again and then you can add to it. <laughs> we'll keep um, up this. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of just how we work. Um, we, um, we actually both joined a uh, coaching program. Um, and part of that program brought us to actually Asheville, where I live now as of a couple of weeks ago. And it was one of the first uh, remote retreats. Um, and I remember this, I'm really telling this like a love story because it, it kind of is. Um, <laughs> I remember we had gone on lunch one day and I had already like peeped her out because she's so cute and just like her spirit shines. And we went to this lunch spot here and I was, it was really after, I think, when you kind of came up to me, we were walking back to the car and I don't even really remember the conversation very much other than like, um, I, I felt kind of like she wanted to like be my friend or play with me. And I was so excited because she took the initiative. I hadn't yet, but I had known that it was something about her that was kind of drawing me into her energy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from that, man, we've had some cool experiences for sure but that was our first meeting <laughs> <laughs> I remember it differently <laughs> do you <laughs> yeah okay. because I remember how yet yeah, like we met initially in LA at a yes. uh, at the live workshop but didn't like fully connect there and then I saw her again in Asheville and we were supposed to go for lunch with different people to like mingle and I remember like feeling like I really wanted to be your friend <laughs> but she had this other girl that they were like kind of really clicking at the time so it felt kind of yeah. like do I you know push my way in there um <laughs> and I did feel like we, we joke about this a lot like total like little girl like six-year-old hey do you want to play with me because I came over and asked if you would want to go to lunch um together um so you would ask me on the date I forgot that yeah part. I asked you on the date <laughs> <laughs> and then we went with a group of the, yeah. of the women we talk at lunch and then yeah we connected more after but but I had to like work up the nerve to um to ask you because yeah I felt I just knew like I wanted there was something there like I felt connected to you we I didn't even know how woo woo you were yet at that point because you were a little bit in the closet um, a little bit hiding it there was, I knew there was something there. kind of a um, lot of it yeah <laughs> but yeah and from and from there we became you know really good friends but in about December basically we were on another retreat in this like you know, <laughs> vortex opened and angels aligned and we had this really intense, intense energy bonding experience yeah. that kind of that I think was when opened that, hey, like we have a, we have a shared vision and mission here. Um, and pretty soon after that, we started to, how are we going to work together? Like we're not just, we're not just really good friends, but we're, we call each other, um, you know, soulmate biz besties or wifeys or whatever but we definitely have like a shared um mission that that 
goes along with the business that we're creating. So yeah, yeah. it's been, I mean, I can't believe it hasn't even, it's been just over a year since we met. Cause it, it's like literally it's this of, month was the month we were in Asheville a year ago. It was yeah. in August. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Yeah. And you that know, December story. Go ahead. I was to say it is one of those like people always think oh you know they talk about soulmate romantic relationships and and that but um you can have soulmates that in contracts that you're meant to fulfill with any gender any age and um that's been in a lot of ways like so healing and amazing for Jillian and I and we transfer that into the work we do with other women is to heal that kind of sisterhood wound that a lot of us have and to be able to open up to have these really deep connective healing and transformative relationships with women like you can have mm-hmm. a lot of soulmate women as well in in your life so it's it's very similar to a romantic relationship you know minus the sex <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because, um, yes, like we definitely have felt basically called together in a way to have this bigger mission, which is so cool, especially because, I mean, it's just like everything aligns. It's hard to even really put into words, but the fact that like we're doing this together, we're bringing in other women, like it's all about what we want to do, which is support and uplift women because we really do make a greater impact working together and supporting one another um Mm -hmm. but you know the joking about the romantic part which is true and I'm glad you said that because while like her and I truly do have like this soulmate connection it doesn't mean just like in partnerships it's all rainbows and unicorns and sunshine like I mean, she absolutely is able to, (laughs) oh, am I in a different relationship? (laughs) I've been, I've been, I've been, yeah, all the good times. (laughs) There is like so much that is truly fun and inspiring. And I, I love this woman. Like, I love you, Lori Marie, you're on some, a cool mission. And it challenges me. It brings up stuff and it allows me just like in any um partnership a safe partnership which I think is number one important for women it's like we get to show up how we are and feel okay sharing whatever that is and yeah a lot of times I mean we laugh and we have fun and we celebrate and have dance parties and you know whatever And it's also an opportunity to allow for myself, and I'm sure Alana would say the same thing, to be open, to be vulnerable, like, hey, this is what's coming up for me, whether or not it's something that was triggered by our relationship or something else, but it's like, this is what's going on right now. And to be able to be seen and validated and heard, which so much of what we do in our relationship is what we, like Alana was saying, practice with the women, like asking for what you need and showing up and 
reflecting uh, their glory back to them when maybe they're not in the best space. So there's, there's so much that goes into it. And it's been an awesome experience that feels like forever, because I'm sure we were lifetimes before. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it really has been magical for many reasons. What for each of you brought you to this mission? You know, you said you each have a mission and, and it feels like a very shared mission, but what brought each of you to that place? Like what did you personally experience or go through or what were some of the challenges you experienced that brought you and led you to your purpose? Whoever wants to go first. <laughs> yeah. I'll go if you want um, me to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, it's pretty cool because always looking back, you can see how things like line up to get to where you are. And it's still like, it's kind of crazy to think that this is where I am. But I guess to like summarize it, I have been through a lot of different experiences in my life where I felt very disempowered. Um, whether it was through traumatic experiences, different kinds of abuses that have happened in my life, and, and ultimately just not being secure, strong in who I am, and having that connection to myself, my higher power, um, has led me in a lot of different ways in, in situations that were not healthy. Um, and after having, you know, enough of those happen and getting to a certain place, I remember specifically, um, and there was a lot of different what what people would call, um, you know, like, I want to say ground zero, but what's the phrase I'm looking for rock when you bottom, hit rock bottom? Rock bottom. Yes, thank yeah. you. I'm like, there's another phrase similar. Okay, <laughs> so I've had a few different like rock bottom experiences, but one that I'll just share um, real quickly is one year. And this was probably, this is almost 10 years ago. Now I was getting ready to move somewhere. Wasn't really sure what I was doing, but my friend said, come, you know, work in my business, whatever. Anyways, I'm getting ready to move literally across the country from Washington state to Atlanta, Georgia. And right before I found out he had been murdered oh my and yeah, it like shook my world because that was the first time I lost like a friend, somebody that like I lost a grandparent, but that's a little bit more expected. Mm -hmm. uh, and it literally ro rocked my world. Anywho, I ended up moving to Atlanta and almost six months to the day, one of my original mentors and friends died. So within a six month period, I lost two people that were very close to me, extremely unexpectedly. And it was a very low place. I had also, um, at that point, still been involved in things I shouldn't have been doing drugs, um, not healthy relationships. But I remember after that second friend and mentor passed thinking, okay, I have two options here. I can either like keep going down the road that I'm going and I'm either going to end up 
dead somehow, be it by somebody else or killing myself potentially, um, or in jail, but like whatever it was, it wasn't going to be good. Or I can go the other route and at the time it was like think all these stupid cliches are actually something which is like life is what you make it and remember them for the time that they're around like all these things were running in my head but i remember a very specific point where i thought i have a choice here and i thought well i guess i'm gonna try this one and that's really when my life started one of the times like turning around um, and anyways, fast forward through other experiences and calls out to God and healing and therapy and like so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually working with a coach and finding out what coaching is, it was like, okay, all of these things were starting to come in and, oh, maybe all these experiences were for a reason for me to be able to relate to other people because now so much of what Alana and I do, as she mentioned, is about soul purpose. And it wasn't until I started healing myself and understanding who I was and what really got me excited and lit me up and like life is what we make it. So we can settle or we can really decide to go after the things that we want and desire, which can be, which almost always is scary, which is why it's so important to have like mentors and coaches around and that kind of thing. But yeah, a lot of different things in between. And then it was reflected back to me by one of my coaches, actually the the coach that I met Alana through. And he was the first one to say, well, like, no, you want to help women with this thing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought he was completely nuts. Um, but after like it sank in and I rewatched the video and what he was saying, um, I was like, oh, I guess maybe this is it. And I just kind of started taking little steps. And then it was, I'm not even sure when exactly it it got to the point where it was like, oh yeah, this is definitely what it is. And I think a lot of it happened after Alan and I decided to um, come together on this larger mission Mm -hmm. where literally right now, I feel like it's pulling me forward. Like I don't have any other choice in the best kind of way because I love it, but it is scary and it's stretching me in so many ways. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like I I just know now because I've been able to tune in and figure out like what does make me happy. So I think that was long. It's been a journey. No, it's (laughs) not great. And thank you so much for sharing. And it sounds like you've been able to find the gifts out of the challenges that have you've been faced with and turn it into something that matters and damn those cliches for being right. I know. know. They so are. I couldn't see it at the time, you know, like many of us can't when we're going through things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's possible for everybody else, but not me. Like (laughs) those guys. How about you? Um, ditto. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if only. But, uh, you know, obviously, though our stories are different, we have a pretty similar underlying theme because that's what, you know, fuels the similar mission um, of, like, 
now that we do feminine empowerment, which we do differentiate from just like women's empowerment, but um, yeah, for sure. Like a lot of my life and my experiences were of being very disempowered and um, you know, I now know of myself putting myself in those situations and um, also having gone through, you know, like a lot of not good relationships. <laughs> and um, I think kind of like, for me, I, I had always thought that I, I was like spiritually awakened from quite a young age, but I still was always very like searching outside of myself and looking for mm, what is what it is that I'm supposed to be doing and like waiting for that like click moment. So I bounced around a lot to a lot of different, a lot of different things, a lot of different teachers and books and courses and jobs and relationships and places and just kind of always searching and um, giving my power away a lot to, to those things and people outside of myself, you know, a lot of like codependency and um, some different kind of like addictions on and off. But um, the, I guess like, you know, as Jillian mentioned, one of the real rock bottoms that was a very clear, like, you can keep going down this path or you can choose this path for me um, was after my divorce a few years ago, uh, you know, after which I went like totally into spiritual bypass mode and was in denial for a while. And then um, I, I, for my own learning at that time, I needed to experience, you know, a bunch of bitch slaps from the universe pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> To, to wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think though I don't want to say that this is always the case, I think that it's very um a common thing for for a lot of us is that you you do kind of have to be shaken. You're you usually what we see is that like everything you think that you are and um that you think is your life gets kind of like stripped away from you whether that's in like one single of traumatic event or a series of them, which was what happened to me um, that just, yeah, like brought me to that place of like, I really have no choice, but you know, either I'm, this is probably the end of it, or I'm like, I'm giving my whole life over to something bigger and greater than me, which I call God. Um, and surrendering to that. And like, I knew like, I'm going to, I need to change my whole life pretty much. Um, so yeah, that's when I went, like, although I had always been into this world, it was very, you know, as entertainment and I could talk about it, but I wasn't necessarily living it. And it was all <laughs> just the like yoga and green juice, you know, I'm happy <laughs> I'm outside, but inside I'm dying <laughs> kind of thing. So I, I had to go like into that, into the depths of that, all of the shit that I was avoiding and oh, it's, I think it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Or it's okay. All of that that I was avoiding and, and, you know, went into spiritual coaching, a few different types of coaching because I had done therapy for years and mm -hmm. um, it, 
really work so well for me. So I, I want a different approach. Like I said, that's where, where Jillian and I met. Um, and really, you know, it was almost like, although there wasn't one like single moment cause it was building up, um, through everything, like Jillian said, you can look back and connect the dots and kind of see the breadcrumbs. Um, I have had a few moments where it literally feels like you all of a sudden, your whole life makes sense. It's like this, mm-hmm. like you just see your life from this perspective of like, oh my God, that's why all this stuff happened to me exactly the way that it did it really was happening for me. And, and this is why, you know, I'm able to do what I do now and, and have the, the compassion and the empathy and the understanding to support other women. So, so I know people always say this, but like, I wouldn't change any of it. None of it were mistakes. It was all what I needed for my own, for my own growth and evolution. But you know, I think that's just part of having this human experience um, for our soul's evolution is that we kind of need to feel those things that feel like pain and suffering and the darkness in order to come back to the light and come, come home to your truth, um, which includes all of that. We're not denying any of that. It's accepting all of who you are and your stories. A sisterhood wounds like for to start with in general I think that a lot of a lot of women were in this time were very like disconnected from not just ourselves but from each other and there's like a deep longing and a craving that we see in pretty much all women if they're able to you know be truthful um and honest there is is for this like kind of village or tribe or sisterhood mentality that we we feel in our you know dna from it being this way for thousands of years of living in community together as women and and connecting and supporting each other and also in our spirituality right that was that was such a huge part being very connected to our bodies and our spirituality together um we we long to like return to that and there has been you know such a suppression of these feminine aspects of ourselves for the last couple of thousand of years um and now it's starting to to reemerge, and um it's great that there's a lot of like women's empowerment and, and all of this happening. And what we are passionate about helping women open up to even more is it's like not just a gender thing, right? It's a, it's a, it's the, it's the feminine energy and, and we kind of do need to, because it has swung so much in the opposite direction of the suppression. We need to like bring that out first in order to, heal that and heal the wounding with the masculine ultimately you know 
we're aiming for a union. We're, we're not like, we're not um, suppressing dudes at all. Like we want them <laughs> to be there with us. So um, what a lot of women have gone into this, you know, awakening or self-development journey or on their path of their purpose alone. Like there's a lot of people doing it alone and um, to open up to other women again in whether it's like a one-on-one situation or which is is also is very important and also what we really love is the like collective experience that's why so much of what we do is kind of shaped around that is how can we create these recreate these kind of like tribal village community experiences for women um is is so incredibly healing just to be in that space mm-hmm. um in so many ways and and you will see or feel transformation like just from that and just from what Jillian talked about of having a safe space to show up and be seen and be validated and witnessed and love just as you are and also having like your your real greatness reflect your truth reflected back to you because a lot of us what our experiences of this wounding has has been um, and i know that we can trace this back you know probably past life experiences and a lot around like the witch hunting era when we were almost kind of like forced to go against each other for our own protection. So now we come into this life like kind of already on guard of the, that nobody can be trusted pretty much. And so most of us have a really limited experience of what it means to be in friendship and connection with other women. We, there's a certain level that we'll go to and then that's it. If at all, you see, you hear a lot of women say like, I just don't get along with other women. I'm, I'm, I'm have more guy friends. Right. And I really don't believe that to be true. I believe that there's like some level of wounding there that, that is still present because Mm -hmm. we, we, it doesn't really matter the, the gender, right. It's we, we, but we long for that kind of like energy connection with someone who is who resonates with us it's it's a very different experience than having you know the masculine feminine energy dynamic um so yeah from having what you're saying there too um I just want to say so many women have experienced like girl on girl hate and girl on girl competition and girl on girl like meanness right and bullying and jealousy and so When you said sisterhood wounding, I thought of that right away. I thought of like, what have our experiences been as young girls, as women growing up with other women? And a lot of times it wasn't always loving. Yeah. No, and we don't have a lot of good role models of that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Jen. No, that's okay. Because while you were saying it and Lori just added um, to it as well. And, you know, I personally believe because it's my experience and from what I've seen as well, um, because of the way that so many of us were raised in families where a lot of times it wasn't 
role modeled for us at what, like how to show up as a powerful feminine, because mm-hmm. feminine doesn't mean that suddenly you're weak. Um, no. <laughs> I was very much in more of my masculine energy for a long time because of what was role modeled to me, because of different experiences I had with abuse. It was like I almost had to, you know, like show up in that space and protect myself um, and that kind of thing. So, the way that I know for sure that affected my dynamic with women, while I, I've always had like girlfriends. When you're in your masculine, it's automatically, like you said, Lori Marie, a competition. And so I always felt like while I had some girlfriends, gosh, am I the prettiest one in the room or am I doing something um, Mm -hmm. that they're not doing? Like I was always trying to figure out like how I was setting myself, not even just apart, but above. Because if I felt like there was another woman in the room who was better than me and whatever my made up sense was, it was like a competition. And that is very much the masculine energy approach. So I personally believe that because yeah, I've had a lot of male friends, but it was more like the bro, you know, it was coming from a masculine energy to Mm -hmm. another relating to a masculine energy. And it was also for me personally, it felt very, very unsafe to be that vulnerable because of things that I've experienced. So then you put somebody like me, even five years ago, meeting Alana, we wouldn't have the same relationship. I mean, she obviously was in a different place as well, but I would have felt threatened because, oh my gosh, I can't open up to her like that. Or like, she's gonna use it against me in some sort of way or like it was just very very scary to be in that feminine vulnerable place not knowing and it always goes back to self right because like now I know what it feels like to be in a safe place and when I am with somebody like you Lori Marie or Alana it's okay to open up and to be vulnerable and I think that's so much of what this is about when you know, she talked about the pendulum swinging. There's so many of us in the masculine, it's time to like bring it back and support the feminine and show that it is okay because it is truly healing. Like Alana said, there's mm-hmm. nothing like being able to be witnessed by another woman and to be vulnerable and show up. Um, yeah, it's giving and, me the chills. Yeah, and that this is still happening to us. Like it's so deeply ingrained and conditioned in there that we still, you know, even as much as we know and love and trust each other and have created this, you know, like safety bubble, but like we still will every time it's like something's coming up and there's that part of you that, that does, it doesn't feel safe. And like, this is going to be the thing that Mm -hmm. is going to be too much. Or they're going to like say, okay, like I like, nope you're you're super fucked like I can't handle that (laughs) we're breaking up we're no longer playmates (laughs) well I love that you even said when you first met her you were like that little girl and you was like oh my god like I want to play with her I want to talk to her but like I don't know if I should right Mm -hmm. but that that like the fact that that still comes up in us as grown women it's like it's very revealing I think to um to to what needs healing right within all of us around women to women relationships 
And to be able to come to each other and to say like, hey, this is what's coming up for me. And it means nothing about you. And to be able to like share that is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And that then translates into how we are in all our other relationships too. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, a really good learning experience for us to have this like safe space where we're really like, you know, nothing is off limits and we're, right. we're growing so much together. Um, whether it's her and I or in the groups that, that, that we create that then is like the, you know, it's kind of like the stepping stone of like, okay, like this is, this is good. This is safe. And now we can start to open up more with men because that's a whole nother topic of the wounding around the masculine. Right. So I won't go down that path, but like, yeah, with the sister and stuff and that same, like I, I had girlfriends, but we, another thing that's really common is we, we, we bonded over very disempowering things you know it was like it was gossiping and the the um there was no safety there because people you know one person's not there they're talking about the other person and you're like well probably they do that when i'm not here um and and the <laughs> like trying to say <laughs> the appropriate word for it but just that really like gossipy catty um where we're bonding over our like pain a Problems lot pain. Right? Yes. And, and and keeping each other in that story and reinforcing it mm -hmm. and you know that you're the victim like a lot of that like we're, 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 I was in groups where we're, we're all the victims it's like it's us against the guys and that type of a thing. So, so a huge part of the healing too, is to be in empowered spaces with other women where we're not denying, you know, your experiences and your emotions and all of that, which is so important because you can go the other way. Like we talked about and just spirit, put, slap that, cover that up and put a bandaid on it and we're all love and light. Right. Um, but to have like an authentic connection where you're witnessed and validated and all of that, and also empowering each other and to a certain extent not allowing each other to stay in those spaces like you feel what you need to feel i'm here for you honey now it's time to like now let's remember who you are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes yeah, we need yeah. that reflected to yeah. us and it can be as simple as that for you to to have a reflection that that, that helps you shift out of it yourself you're not literally you know making them change or whatever it's just like you 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 honestly share from your heart and what you see and what you love about that person and that's that's usually enough eventually to show them out of it but right. um so that's been that's that's huge for me is is the the empowerment piece around healing that that we don't have to compete with each other or hold each other down or um like one of us rising up is bringing everybody with us and right. that's that's magical to me to see to to feel that from Jillian and the other women that are in our tribe I love what you I love that you brought that up especially around the um 
the cattiness and things like that. I remember, especially in high school, it was a big thing. Like you had a group of girls and if one girl was mad at you, then watch out because they were all mad at you. (laughs) I remember how how that or, you know, or like three-way call sabotage, right? It's like this. uh, um, Oh, totally. Yeah. I had other girls sent after me to, yeah, you know, verbally and sometimes physically uh, assault you. And that's, traumatizing right to totally to open back up again when you have that kind of like especially if you see a group of women right then it's like (laughs) I'm not going in there I'm not opening up to them right so how have you navigated you know because some of that you know sticks with us for a very long time how have you both navigated that like you said like it's not always rainbows and you know sunshine like how do you navigate it when things do come up and it does get a little like you know yeah. hairy triggering <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. A little triggering <laughs> little yeah a little um it, you know, when it gets will like how yeah. do you work it, through that it definitely happens and I love that you asked that because I was thinking about bringing that up when Alana was talking um This is something that we actively participate in and work on and through. So it's not just like, okay, I have this soulmate connection with her. And even when my shit comes up, she's going to love me. No, like this is something that we actively participate in. And I say that because one of the things I know for sure that has been so helpful in our relationship and dynamic is the things that I've learned about communicating with the last coach that her and I both worked with. And it's what we teach the women that we support as well, where it's like, we have to, number one, ask for what we need. And that means sometimes I'm calling her or leaving her like a a voice message saying, I'm really feeling this kind of way right now and I just need to get this out and you don't even have to respond, you know, or whatever, but it's like letting the other individual know, um, you know, a phrase that we often use is like emptying your basket. So it's like, Hey, this is a basket chair. I just need to get this stuff out there. And, or I'm just having a really, off moment right now. Um, It's nothing that you did, but this is kind of what was triggered. So it's being very upfront. And I think so much of it is um, taking responsibility for our side of the street, because I know now more than ever, like, yeah, I could say, well, you did this and it made me feel that way. No, Alana is never doing anything intentional to me. She's Mm -hmm. doing her and sometimes (laughs) some of the things that she does doing her sets off something in me because of something that happened in the past, but it's Mm -hmm. not malicious. And that's why I said it's so important for women to have this safe space. I know hands down, nothing she's ever going to do to me is from this like malicious place. It's right. And even if it maybe sounded like that to me, which it, it doesn't, but in the moment it's like, okay, she's hurting right now for some reason. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it's just being very upfront with what I need and coming from an I space versus you, 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 the other person. 
And I just want to say this really quick because I heard this the other day and it makes me think of what we're talking about now. They were talking about like divorce rates and marriages. And I want to say, and this is probably a little off, but let's just pretend here. First marriage, 50%. Second marriage, 64. Third marriage, 72, we'll hmm. say. And the person was like, okay, do you understand the common denominator in all of those? Like, and, and this is goes obviously without saying if there's truly some sort of like abuse thing, that's one thing, but the common right. denominator is always us. So how are we showing up mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. relationship? Right. I love <sighs> really. that you said that too, about the two of you, because just like you have to actively work through it in your relationship together, the same is true for any other relationship you have with anybody. It's yes. an active uh, it's an active living, breathing thing. And you always have to do your best to one, not just vomit all over them and say like, <laughs> you did all this to me and this is all your fault. And this, 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 and this it's like, and we don't oftentimes know how to communicate. Like people don't teach us per se how to communicate with one another so to they definitely not taught that either yeah I'm like yeah so, <laughs> right that there too so like mm. it's not about blaming the other it's about witnessing them hearing them having compassion seeing them as innocent yeah. and just seeing what has come up for them and just being yeah. part of that and not taking it on as your own yeah that's been a really big thing for me too from being you know, coming from codependent and like, I'm on a fix and save everybody. And that's a really <laughs> control place to be in because yeah, you're in a certain sense saying like, yeah. it's about me, right? Like what's happening is about me and it's not. And, and like Jillian said, like nobody is making you feel a certain way. They're being, they're doing them. And then something is being triggered in you because of that, right. which is your own stuff. <laughs> so like, so, so one, yeah, we are like, pretty brutally honest and open with each other mm-hmm. about when those triggers come up. It's not that we just, Oh, this is my stuff and I'll deal with it. Cause that is part of the healing is being able to openly share that and to have somebody say like, cool, I love you anyways. You know, I'm, I totally get why you would be feeling that I'm still here. Um, that's super healing. And it's, and it's an, on another level, not just on a one-on-one relationship, but then also in a group setting, the same kind of things happen. We expect, you know, in our women's groups and in the circles that like, you're going to be triggered, like your stuff will come up. And that's Mm -hmm. why we choose these safe spaces in order to have a chance to heal it. Cause there's a lot, you know, that we've spoken about this. There's a lot like that we, we have this concept and idea with all this like self-love and self-development movement is very focused on me Mm -hmm. and that I can do this all by myself. I'm going to, until I fully love myself, nobody's going to love me until I'm like fully perfect or fully ready or whatever. And it's bullshit. So much of that is because, you know, we, a lot of this, we're not meant to, we're not meant to do this on our own. And so a lot of our experiences have happened through, traumas with other people and and that therefore need to be healed in that same kind of dynamic in some sort of relationship and to have that 
safety and to be able to work through that with other people. So that's why, you know, it's so powerful. It's also very scary. It does not by any means come naturally to me. That's part of, you know, we talk about your pain is your purpose. You teach what you're here to learn, like all this type of stuff, you know, being very introverted and um, shy and, you know, really disempowered by my, a lot of my, um, intuitive and empathic abilities for a long time until I (laughs) figured all that out. But, um, I didn't like, I didn't like being around people. I don't like opening up to people. You know, it's not, didn't come easy to me. Um, groups, like no way, even, even that was like, I was in one, but I didn't, I didn't want to share. That took me a while to open up to, to really see and feel like the, the power of being in a group and that's just a whole next level um, of it and that's what like Jillian said it's an active breathing thing and it's a constantly like I expected people to just know what I needed and to be there for me but if I'm not showing up I'm not like putting myself out there and then going around being like I am you know I don't belong here I'm so alone well I'm not like letting my real self be seen. I'm not allowing (laughs) myself to be supported. I wasn't doing that. And I had to, and it's scary. It's still scary for me all of the time to put myself out there, but it gets less because I, because I, you know, have created a lot of really safe and supportive relationships and spaces. Um, But it's not like this is just, you know, so easy for us because we're like so social and, you know, have so many friends, like it's a constant working thing for me to stay connected to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has it been? How have you seen it transform like the women in your group? Like I'm imagining for some of them, at least it's not a normal thing. It's not a comfortable thing. How have you noticed it um, open people up within the group? I really I don't think, think it's normal or comfortable for many any of us until you've had you know been in a woman's group or or been on a woman's retreat or had some type of healing around it like it's not usually Mm -hmm. even if you think you're like social and you have friends it's at only to a certain level and and usually not comfortable opening up about certain things or like there's Mm -hmm. a bit of there's still a guard there Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would even say that's why it is so incredibly important, which I'm not always thrilled about, but important for Alana and I to be the example. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that the women can see like, okay, this is what is possible. And we're opening up and really holding the space for them and sharing certain things or prompting conversations. And yeah, it's been a huge stretch for the both of us to do that. Um, This is still pretty new for the both of us and especially to do it in a public space, like in our Facebook group and now this mastermind that we're creating and, and all of that, it, it's very, very different, but you know, the, the coolest part about it is the messages we receive from women about like, Oh, this is such a safe space or, Oh my gosh, there's no other place that I would share something like this. Um, And that just is like, 
okay, this is working. Like it's for a reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so what I would think- you say to people like listening or watching, what would be some of the first steps, obviously joining your group, but like, what are some <laughs> of the first, first steps to, um, you know, to healing some of those sisterhood wounds or, or healing, um, just even just relationships with, with other women. Yeah, for sure is to get yourself around like-minded women. So Mm -hmm. whatever you're into, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're drawn to, you know, somehow connecting with women who are on that same path, whether it's, you know, going to an event or meetup group or, you know, Facebook group, whatever. And then I also, you know, sometimes we kind of feel like it's a bit like pulling teeth, getting women to open up. And, um, but I also recognize even as I was speaking and remembering, like it, it was really hard for me at first. It did take me a while. I had to feel, it wasn't even in the first group I was in. Like I I joined another one with that same person until I trusted enough to open up. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, just having like patience that, that this, that sometimes it does take time for, we need to kind of be in those environments for a while, get a feel for the dynamic. Um, and before we're able to open up, but I will say that like, you, well, you can wait for other people to come to you, (laughs) but like, you're probably going to have to step outside of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and do the scary little girl thing. Like, Hey, I noticed we have similar interests and I'm looking for a friend, you know, because like stuff like that, it feels really dumb, but like put yourself out there some way and allow people to meet you there and allow your real self to be seen, which is super, super scary. That's why like, it's so important that we have these safe spaces. Um, But yeah. So get yourself like a find like-minded people in safe spaces and then trust your, those feelings or those nudges or the pulls or when you're drawn to somebody, even if you're not sure why and like oops, open yourself up as it's not ever going to feel a hundred percent comfortable to you, but like those little baby steps. Just pass them a yeah. note. Do you like me? Check yes or no. Exactly. <laughs> yes <laughs> or no. <laughs> or even maybe. Because if it's a maybe, I'll hang out for a little while, right? All right. Yeah. Right. It's so true, it's- though. Like the crawl, walk, crawl, walk, run. So put yourself mm-hmm. in that that environment, like Alana said. And even if you're just kind of checking it out, like I love to call myself a people watcher, which I am. But like be in that environment because even that can be healing to some level, but then it's eventually like, you got to take responsibility for yourself too. Mm -hmm. So what's the next step that you could do? That's a little bit scary. Um, That's a little outside your comfort zone and, and do that. And, and I love that you said trust in yourself because so much of the work that we all do, all three of us in different ways, is about allowing women to reconnect to themselves. And if if you're not connected to yourself first and your higher power, whatever that is, uh, second, because I believe it comes through ourselves first, um, you 
you won't know what feels right or what feels safe or what the heck am I supposed to be doing? Or is this person somebody I should be talking to? So, you know, um, focus on that and, and take baby steps. It's so worth it. Scary as you know what, but it is so worth it. <laughs> and it gets and you can, yeah, you can heal like a lot of the beauty of, of, group programs and group scenarios is that you will heal through other people like it's amazing to me how how much we can resonate and learn from other people opening up and sharing their experiences and receiving support that will happen but and and you can keep doing that but at a certain at a certain point it's you know for me I I did not want the attention on me at all I did not want to like any any of that like don't want to be seen and heard blah 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 um but at a certain point that was like my process of empowering myself was allowing my me to put myself out there and and then um seeing and feeling like the impact that made on other people when I've been vulnerable and when I've shared some of my story and and knowing that the same happens for us right like if we can heal and grow through other people sharing it's also happening when we do that and so in a way you're you're limiting yourself but you're also being mean and not allowing other people to heal by hiding <laughs> Don't yourself. Be mean. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not be mean and keep all of that to yourself because it's it's so like we want to see we want to see everybody light for sure but also like all of your shadows like all of that is welcome because it is all part of you and it's all it's all healing and here for growth and um learning on some level Mm -hmm. I love that you said that like I mean that's the whole reason I started this you know is sharing stories because I feel there is so much healing in other people's stories and you can see yourself in other people and what they've been through and see like, Oh, I too can get on the other side of that and make something of it. Yeah. So I love that you, you said that. Yeah. And we don't need to, you know, I really like this saying, um, what we don't own owns us. Mm -hmm. So, um, it is about, you know, not being in denial and suppressing things and owning all of us and all of our experience, but that we don't have to like identify with that. We are, we get to choose um, what we are, what is our truth and what are we aligning with and what are we showing up as? So, so yes, it's so important to share these stories Um and for me, I feel like, you know, in an empowering way that it's not, this is all part of me. It's shaped me. It was all for me. Right. And I am not a victim. You know, I'm not, I am not a codependent. I am not like, I don't label myself as those things anymore. And that was part of my journey to go through that. Right. But, um, but yeah, owning it, but not like identifying with it is, is so healing. I totally get what you mean by that. Cause at one point in my journey, I was kind of owning my story as a badge of honor. 
almost yeah. like who am I without this you know mm -hmm. but then I realized like well I'm much more than my story mm -hmm. and was able to release it and now use it in a more empowering way mm -hmm. um, so I, I love that you you brought that up too because we aren't victims to what has happened to us say to people like listening or watching what would be some of the first steps obviously joining your group but like what are some of the first first steps to um you know to healing some of those sisterhood wounds or or healing um just even just relationships with with other women yeah for sure is to get yourself around like-minded women. So mm -hmm. whatever you're into, whatever you're passionate about, whatever you're drawn to, so, you know, somehow connecting with women who are on that same path, whether it's, you know, going to an event or meetup group or, you know, Facebook group, whatever. And then I also, you know, sometimes we kind of feel like it's a bit like pulling teeth, getting women to open up and um but i also recognize even as i was speaking and remembering like it it was really hard for me at first it did take me a while i had to feel it wasn't even in the first group i was in like i, I joined another one with that same person until i trusted enough to open up right mm -hmm. so um just having like patience that that this that sometimes it does take time for we need to kind of be in those environments for a while get a feel for the dynamic um, and before we're able to open up. But I will say that like, you, well, you can wait for other people to come to you, <laughs> but like you're probably going to have to step outside of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and do the scary little girl thing like, Hey, I noticed we have similar interests and I'm looking <laughs> for a friend, you know, yeah. cause like, <laughs> stuff like yeah. that it feels really dumb but like put yourself out there some way and allow people to meet you there and allow your real self to be seen which is super super scary that's why like it's so important that we have these safe spaces um but yeah so get yourself like a find like-minded people in safe spaces and then trust your those feelings or those nudges or the pulls or when you're drawn to somebody even if you're not sure why and like oops, open yourself up as it's not ever going to feel 100% comfortable to you but like those little baby steps just pass them yeah. a note do you like me check yes or no exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> or, <no. laughs> or even maybe because if it's a maybe I'll hang out for a little while right all right yeah, yeah it's true though like the crawl walk crawl walk run so put yourself mm -hmm. in that that environment like alana said and even if you're just kind of checking it out like i love to call myself a people watcher which i am but like be in that environment because even that can be healing to some yeah. level but then it's eventually yeah. like you got to take responsibility for yourself too Mm -hmm. So what's the next step that you could do that's a little bit scary, um, that's a little outside your comfort zone, and, and do that. And, and I love that you said trust in yourself because 
so much of the work that we all do, all three of us in different ways, is about allowing women to reconnect to themselves. And if, if you're not connected to yourself first and your higher power, whatever that is, uh, second, because I believe it comes through ourselves first, um, you, you won't know what feels right or what feels safe or what the heck am I supposed to be doing or is this person somebody I should be talking to? So, you know, um, focus on that and, and take baby steps. It's so worth it. Scary as you know what, but it is so worth it. <laughs> and it gets and you can, yeah, you can heal like a lot of the beauty of, of group programs and group scenarios is that you will heal through other people. Like oh, yeah. it's amazing to me how, how much we can resonate and learn from other people opening up and sharing their experiences and receiving support that will happen. But, and, and you can keep doing that, but at a certain at a certain point, it's, you know, for me, I did, I did not want the attention on me at all. I did not want to like any, any of that, like don't want to be seen and heard, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at a certain point that was like my process of empowering myself was allowing my, me to put myself out there and, and then, um, seeing and feeling like the impact that made on other people when I've been vulnerable and when I've shared some of my story and, and knowing that the same happens for us, right? Like if we can heal and grow through other people sharing, it's also happening when we do that. And so in a way you're, you're limiting yourself, but you're also being mean and not allowing other people to heal by hiding <laughs> Don't yourself. Don't be mean. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. be mean and keep all of that to yourself because it's it's so like we want to see we want to see everybody light for sure, but also like all of your shadows, like all of that is welcome because it is all part of you, and it's all it's all healing and here for growth and. Um, learning on some level. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. Like, I mean, that's the whole reason I started this, you know, is sharing stories because mm -hmm. I feel there is so much healing in other people's stories and you can see yourself in other people and what they've been through and see like, oh, I too can get on the other side of that and make yeah. something of it. Yeah. So I love that you, you said that. Yeah. So, and we don't need to, you know, I really like this saying, um, what we don't own owns us. Mm -hmm. So, um, it is about, you know, not being in denial and suppressing things and owning all of us and all of our experience, but that we don't have to like identify with that. We are, we get to choose, um, what we are, what is our truth? Truth and what are we aligning with and what are we showing up as so so yes it's so important to share these stories um and for me I feel like you know in an empowering way that it's not this is all part of me it's shaped me it was all for me right and I am not a victim you know I'm not I am not a codependent. I am not like, I don't label myself as those things anymore. And that was part of my journey to go through that. Right. But, um, 
but yeah, owning it, but not like identifying with it is, is so healing. I totally get what you mean by that. Cause at one point in my journey, I was kind of owning my story as a badge of honor almost yeah. like, who am I without this, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I realized like, well, I'm much more than my story mm -hmm. and was able to release it and now use it in a more empowering way. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I love that you, you brought that up too, because we aren't victims to what has happened to us. I'm just so glad you ladies were here today. So Yay. can you both share like what you got going on? Like how can people find you? You know, where are you at? We always have stuff going on. Um, <laughs> multiple, multiple ways. Depends how you want to play with us. To connect with us. We really do try to create, you know, different experiences that will meet the needs of what, what women are looking for. And we work on, you know, that's why we call ourselves soul coaches because we're doing a lot more than just, just, you know, mindset work. So we're working on the, the mind, the body, the, the spiritual and the energetic level. Both Jillian and I have different healing energy modalities that we work with. Um, so we really try to like bring all of that together and integrate human spiritual experience mm -hmm. and right. self-healing and group healing, collective healing, all of that. So um, uh, the main place like you can find me would be on my website, alanalouise.com. Mm -hmm. That's A-L-A-N-N-A-L-O-U-I-S-E. Um, that has all the information for my private offerings as well as the group offerings that Jillian and I co-create together. Um, the main one we have open right now is the Fem Powered Collective Mastermind. So this is like, you know, if you're familiar with masterminds, they're typically kind of like an incubation container where like-minded people come together and share ideas and resources and they're on a similar path of growth. So you kind of amplify your your where you could get to on your own when you're surrounded by other people um, and we're taking this idea and injecting it with like a ton of feminine energy and um, love and support and healing that we talked about of being in this like tribe group space healing the sisterhood wounds and allowing women to really connect to their soul purpose what their gifts are and share them with the world so that's our like baby that we're um, I guess we already had it cause it's out there. It was our like little newborn baby. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Enrollment's open for that. You can find that on our websites or on its own. The application page is fempoweredcollective.com. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jillian, you can share yours and some of the other places where yeah. they can get resources from us. <laughs> yeah. It, like she said, probably the, um, as far as like the different offerings and if you want to learn more specifically about us, her website or mine, um, Jillian Beth, Jillian with a J, um, will lead you to a lot of it. Uh, we do different healing sessions one-on-one. -on -one. We do two-on-one, which is cool because like she said, we have different 
gifts. Um, mm -hmm. So that's fun. And then our mastermind. We're also on Instagram, um, both separately, Jillian Beth Love and Love dot Alana Louise. And we started a new Instagram for the Fempowered Collective. So it's Fempowered dot collective. And Fempowered, and I realize I probably need to start explaining this sometimes because <laughs> it's like to us it's a normal word now. We've created a new word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not normal to everybody else. So it's like feminine or female empowered. So fem Powered. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot about the energy aspect that we we're speaking about, which was, you know, so centered around reconnecting to your intuition and your gifts and all of that. Um, yeah. And your body and all this like amazing stuff that we talk about in our mm -hmm. free group as well on Facebook. We have a free um, Femme Powered Tribe on Facebook mm -hmm. and a YouTube channel. There's quite a lot of things going on the Femme Powered Collective Perfect. YouTube channel. Yeah. I'll collect and them all and put them show. in the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> radio show. Yeah. Yeah. We have lots of stuff, but it's all based around the same um, same thing. So the movie's cool. coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. No, I'll collect them all and um, make sure you know we we get people in touch with you for sure. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your your stories and how you've how you've shifted it all from, you know, things that maybe weren't so fun or weren't so, you know, were maybe even painful to something that's really um, wonderful and empowering to women and to yourselves. And um, I just thank you so much for being here and for sharing. Yeah. I want to thank you for doing yeah. this. I love like you the girls. The work you. you're doing is so incredible and mm -hmm. we're, we're definitely happy and honored to be on here and, and keep doing what you're doing too. It's so, yes. it's so powerful. Yes. We're so grateful to be a part of this and we believe in you and support your mission yeah. as well. Um, we love to collaborate together because not just because we think you're amazing, but similar like to shared vision yeah oh yeah and the shared vision <laughs> yeah that too. That too. we like to be really weird together <laughs> yeah. uh just to let you know how weird uh yesterday i sang a song to jillian about her period so yeah oh, it so was so like amazing and it's recorded <laughs> it's recorded and it's actually wasn't weird at all it was just no. amazing <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll i'll put that on the end of this uh this yes, podcast <laughs> yes please please do <laughs> oh this gosh, is the kind cool. of like sisterhood that you two can have yeah <laughs> period songs and <laughs> you want your sister to sing about your period <laughs> join our tribe that, that is off limits we meant it Right. <laughs> right. I love being with you girls. I feel like every time it's like a sleepover, you know, like even though yeah. we're not in the same cities, but I just I love both of you and your energy and thank you so much. Yay, thank you. I love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>
This is Seeing Beauty Sessions. I appreciate you spending time with us here today. Your generosity and willingness to help spread the message of healing can happen in a few ways. If you feel inspired by the stories you've heard, please consider rating, sharing, or donating to help keep us going. Your donations help keep the podcast alive and helps us to keep spreading messages of healing. Anything helps, and when you donate, you get to be part of an ever-growing community with access to behind-the-scenes footage, photos, and more. Be part of this incredible mission of healing and shifting the way we see beauty.